Welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk with your host, Roman Gabriel III. Up-close conversations with high-impact personalities from the world of sports and entertainment. Follow Roman on Twitter and Facebook at RomanGabriel3. Welcome back to Sold Out Sports Talk on AFR Talk. Roman Gabriel III, your host, and uh, Deontay Wilder is the WBC champion, and boy, has he gotten it done, knockouts in 97% of his fights. He's also a bronze medalist uh, in the Olympics, which is very rare, Beijing in 2008. So, Deontay, welcome to Sold Out Sports Talk. It's great to have you in. Uh, thank you for having me. It's, um, I'm very happy to be here. Now, I'm looking at you. I a lot of heavyweight champs might be a little thicker, but you're you're lean and mean. I mean, uh, most uh, definitely. So, lean, what's your weight? I'm lean and mean, slick and quick, agile, mobile, and hostile, baby. <laughs> you know, my weight. I'm walking around probably about two thirty. So, when you fight, is that? So when I when I fight, it, my my it, it, I got a my body is so strange. Right. You go up and down all the time. My last fight was at um, two twenty eight. So I'm always round about up in 220, 220, uh, 7, 8, something like that. The highs of my career have been like 232. I think I ate a lot that month or something. So tell me, uh, obviously you represent your country, and, you know, anybody who medals in the Olympics is uh, – tell me about tell me about that experience and about what that was like for you. Oh, man, it was an amazing um, experience to represent your country. You know, especially – I could, you know, when people ask me about the Olympics – the first thing that come to mind is when we had to go down the tunnel, um, when people when we was being announced, the all the countries was being announced, and that that feeling was 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 unreal. You know, it's something that you can't put words on. You know, you've seen so many mixed emotions, uh, people's crying, people high fiving, you know, hugging each other when they said U.S. of A. You know, it was it was. It was a wonderful feeling to represent the United States of America and walk out and see all your all the people's the, the other athletes besides you representing that country in different sports, man. Well, I'm excited for you because when you have that uh, platform, being an Olympic champion and a WBC heavyweight champion, I mean, uh, your platform to kids and opportunities that you get to impact people's lives. Um, tell me about um, how you do that and, and and maybe what your passion is in terms of of using the fame and the opportunity that you've worked so hard to get and how, how you make use of that. Well, definitely. You know, you definitely have not not only kids but adults as well, too, you know, this, that, that looks up to me. And I, I find out each and every day, you know, because I'm just a simple guy. Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't worry about who knows me and who don't. You know, I just go around. But it's so many people looks up, up, up to me. And um, it's almost you just I'm a very positive person. So my message is always to to kids or adults or anything, you know, to, to surround yourself by posit- positivity. Yes. You know, never allow negative to come into your life or yes. your surrounding, even with the people. You always, even when, if people come and speak negative, you correct them. And you say you can and you will. And stop saying I can't and I won't or, or right. it's too late and stuff like that. So I, you're a big believer in what comes out of your mouth comes true. The power of the tongue. Yeah, speak what you want. You can speak all things in existence, and I do believe you can speak whatever you want in existence to happen. It don't come when you want it, but I say God is an on time God. He make things happen at the right time, and when they do happen, it's the right time. Deontay Wilder is our guest, uh, WBC champion, former Olympic bronze medalist. Uh, you mentioned something. Our our network is called Faith, Family, and Sports, mm-hmm. and one of the reasons we created it was is that we heard from so many fans out there that obviously love sports. America, the number one thing that people spend money on is sports and entertainment. Mm -hmm. And a lot of parents that are involved in their kids' lives and athletics. So athletics is a central theme to Americans. Um, Tell me about 
Uh, you mentioned the word God. What does faith, family, and sports mean to you? Oh, uh, man, you know, all, all, all three of those things is how I live my life. Faith, family, and sport. You know, without the faith, you can't have a strong family. And even even with facing the uh, and with, without family, the sports sometimes is is irrelevant because you know you have that so much big support from family, you know, to 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 keep you driven to um, to drive you to be great. With the faith yes. comes a strong family, and with the family comes uh, for you to perform in your sport. Because if it wasn't for my daughter, my sport wouldn't be relevant to me. I wouldn't show so much passion. As I do as a champion, I promised her when she was one years old, I looked in the eye and said, Daddy's going to be a world champion, and I'm going to be able to support you beyond your belief. But if it wasn't for that little girl, boxing would have never, I wouldn't have found so, boxing at so all. So tell me about where you're from. I'm from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Okay, so you're an Alabama guy. Okay. Yeah, most definitely. We had one of your people in here uh, about, uh, well, yesterday, you know, Caleb Castillo, former uh, Alabama Crimson yeah. Tide guy played for uh, Nick Saban and uh, Tony Nathan, who played for Nick Saban that's for the it. movie Woodlawn. There you go. Uh, so you, some of your some some of your Alabama, that's you, you know all about sports and the importance of sports. Now, did you grow up playing other sports? I did. I grew, I grew up playing everything: football, basketball, baseball, ran track. I tell people all the time: if I had time for soccer, I yeah. would have done that. So you're as a soccer well, too. guy too. <laughs> so you played those through high school? Yes, throughout throughout my years, um, growing up in. Um, just little leagues on up in high school. So, so are your parents in Alabama? Correct. Okay, so I got family all over. Oh, but yeah, the majority but that's of home. It's home. Okay, yes, so tell tell me about uh, your parents and about how uh, their influence impacted your career today. Well, you know, my mother and father are, are definitely two opposite sides of, uh, of of people. But you know, one thing about my parents that they always showed us love. Right. They always, you know. He showed us how to work hard at what we want, especially my father. You know, always show how to save your money, work hard, oh, yeah. you know, and um, be yourself. That's the main thing you say, be yourself. You know, if if, if you're a crowd around a, a hundred people and if something's not funny, don't laugh at it yeah. just because of who it is. Don't don't laugh at it. You be your own person. He always stated that. And, you know, we may not have the best of the best of things, but we definitely was taught to love everyone you know no matter where they were who they were or where they was from you know to love everybody and and that was made it made us strong made us who we are um, Deontay Wilder's WBC heavyweight champion and uh, uh one of the things that I see in boxing is you know you can't just be a great fighter it takes being a great promoter being an entertainer in some fashion being able to get people to come out to your fights Most definitely. but what's interesting is is that's kind of a persona i see a real unique and i see a very sincere young man in front of me but uh, when you put on that face for the boxing, you got to be able to do a little acting, so a little soap opera, right? Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Well, you know, you you got to be able to promote, like you yeah. said, you got to be able to have a mouthpiece to be able to promote a fight, um, to get people hyped up, to get them to believe in you. You know, if if just say if me and you was about to brawl and and you're in my face and you're you're, you're talking thing. First, you done got everybody's attention. Now people want to crowd around and right. see what's going on. Now, if you're passionate about what you say, if you feel what you say inside, now what you just done, you got everybody else believing that you were able to do what you said you're going to do to me. Now you got people on your side. Even though I'm the champ of the world, now they're going to doubt me because they, you, you're – your your talk is much stronger than mine's and now they believe it. So it's very it's very powerful and strong to to be able to promote and brand yourself. When you won the heavyweight championship on January fifteenth, two thousand fifteen, this is pretty cool. The birthday of Muhammad Ali mm. and Martin Luther King. Wow. Yes. yes. That is so cool. Uh man, you know, and uh, Muhammad Ali When did you find that out? 
Well, you know, it was told. It was told to yeah. me, um, um, especially on Muhammad. You know, that's Muhammad Ali's right. birthday. And, you know, Martin Luther King's birthday actually is, uh, I think, the fifteenth, either fifteenth or sixteenth. Yeah. But it's still up in that same. Well, who did time you frame. look up to in uh, boxing world? Who was uh, your Muhammad hero? Ali? Muhammad all-time Ali, favorite, all-time favorite. All that's time. why it was so. It, that was. That's and you're why. so young. That's amazing. Because when his career was around, how old are you? I'm 30. Okay, so so you were real, real young at yes. the end of his career. Yes. Now I grew up in his prime, watching him when I he was. When he came out of prison uh, uh, from the military and mm. came back to fight Frazier, uh, the, uh, the, the, the first time for pay-per-view was, I believe, 1976. I was a sophomore in high school. Wow. And they people packed out theaters to come watch wow. Frazier and Ollie fight that first fight. And that was my recollection growing up. The heavyweight championship was, was unified, and it was a big deal, and booming. you watched it all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, with Frazier, Norton. You know, all these great fighters. So why is it important for you to see this unified? Because now you have, like you said, the IBF, the WBO. Uh, you know, it, it's splintered so much. How hard can it be? Lennox Lewis did it last time, and, and can it happen is what I'm saying for it's, you. It's, it's definitely, it definitely can happen, and uh, you're correct. Lennox Lewis was the last one to do it. That was 1999. Um, it definitely can happen, and I think it's in arm reach now as well, too. You know, it just dividing these belts up so much and you know i think whoever become the undisputed heavyweight champion of the world that's when that real true stardom um happens for them and what other person to have is deontay wilder and being an american you know everybody loves an american champion and um i think that i'm i've already brought the excitement back in heavyweight boxing with just my knockouts alone and um, just imagine being the undisputed heavyweight champion, having all the belts. Well, there's one thing you got going for you, Dante. You know, one thing about boxing is people love to see the knockout. Definitely. They love the big hitter. And uh, that's what I used to love is, you you know, that danger of, man, on one shot, somebody mm-hmm. can catch you. That's it. And uh, you've got that power. It looks like, you you know, your body, you've got the perfect body to do what you're doing. It's like God made you for boxing. Oh, most definitely. It was a calling for me. It definitely a calling for me. And, um and, and power is, you, you're born with it. Either you have it or you don't. Right. In the heavyweight division, you don't have to have no skill. Because when you have that eraser, that power, no one's safe in the ring. You know, until the, until the end, until the 12th round and the, and, the, and, the, and the clock says zero. I work with young people all the time in junior highs and high schools. And one of the things that they tell me, and every time I speak to them, is, is they tell me that they have dreams and goals. They tell me that they have things they want to accomplish in their life. And then we ask them the real question. What are you willing to do to do it? What are you willing to do to get it? What are you willing to sacrifice for what you want? Um, look in that camera for me and tell our students out there that we work with, what is, why is it important, number one, to have a dream and a goal? And then number two, what do you have to do to get it? Well, for all the students that's going to be looking and listening, you know, it's very important to have a goal and a dream to establish that. Having a goal and a dream is something that gives you guidance in life. So when you when you pass high school when you when you're out of college you should already have that goal and dream already of, uh, uh, of being able to establish that and look forward. So when you get into the real world, which I mean, once you pass whether high school or whether you go to college, after that you should apply everything that you want to set forth to your goal and dream. Anything is possible. Nothing is ever out of reach if you believe and trust in god you know all things are possible trust and believe surround yourself by positive people people that are saying you can and you will and not i won't and i can't because you don't want to hit it if you if you surround yourself by negativity then you will become negative but if you surround yourself by positive thinking positive people you will be a positive person and once you be a positive person all your goals and dreams will come to and you never know 
who's looking up to you. So give it your all, give it your best. Never settle yourself for for, for less. I always feel that it's something higher I can do or accomplish. And once you set that goal and dream, and you get you you find yourself accomplishing that, I promise you it's going to be the greatest feeling in the world. And once you accomplish one, you're going to have two and three more things that you want to do. And it should be a never-ending thing until you say, hey, I'm good. My life is great. I can settle down. I can live life, and I'm happy. Whatever makes you guys happy. I think I'm ready to go out and get after it after that. You're a motivational speaker. We need to get you on the air all the time. Deontay Wilder is the WBC champion and uh, looking very soon to try to unify and become the only heavyweight champion of the world. But, uh, Deontay, thanks for stopping by Sold Out Sports Talk. I appreciate your words and uh, nothing but the best uh, as you go forward. And uh, thank you for uh, your appreciation for where you're at and what you can do for others. Thank you very much uh, for coming anytime. in. Thank you guys for having me. And always keep supporting faith, family, and sport. Dakota Hood is with us. Uh, 2012, she was an actress in one of the most famous movies ever made, Hunger Games. Uh, she also has acted on television, but uh, now she's transitioning. Well, I don't know if she's transitioning, but she's doing a great job as a country western pop artist. She has her new hit, Front Page News, that's out uh, that you can get anywhere you get music. Uh, coming in with us. Uh, very excited to have you. How you doing? Good. Thank you for having me today. I'm excited to be on. Well, you know, we have something in common. Uh, you're from uh, North Carolina, uh, back here, and uh, tell me about tell me about growing up in North Carolina, about what what it's like. Yeah, I, I always tell everybody. You know, I've lived in New York, I've lived in California, but there's no place like home. So no matter where I'm going to be, Nashville, LA, I'm always going to have a home base here. I love it here. Um, I'm really big with my family and my friends, and I love keeping that down home route. So I love North Carolina. I love it here. I feel the same way. Whenever I go back out to Los Angeles, I get out there quite a bit. Uh, it's always nice to visit, but when my feet get back here in the Carolinas, it's uh, just very, very relaxing place to live and uh, a lot of good people and, as you said, real family roots. So sounds like with all the fame that you've had at a young age, uh, you know, that your movie career and television career and now uh, now, now country western Nashville, that you've uh, maintained your roots and kept yourself grounded. Yes, Um it's been really great. My family's been really supportive. Um, my friends have been really supportive. It started when I was really young, so I kind of don't really know anything else that I've done. So, uh, you know, they grew up with me doing it. My family's really supportive. And anywhere, you know, we have to go or what we have to do, they're just they're always there. There's so much going on in the country western world. I mean, you can... You can be a little bit pop. You can be a little bit rock and roll. You can go old-time roots. Um, what's your goal as a country western artist? You know, when I go into a writer, I go to record music. Um, I don't really put myself into one specific genre. That's the really cool thing about country music nowadays. You can just go in, go in with an inspiration or go in and, you know, with the idea that you have, and you see where it goes. So some days I may be super pop, super country. Maybe sometimes I'm going to be old soul. Like, it's just... It just depends on the day and the inspiration that I have going into it. So that's really cool. And the good thing is, you know, um, radio and my fans have been really receptive to it. So uh, it's really exciting. Well, tell me about why why you decided to go into uh, to music. Obviously, you've you've had a good career. Uh, you know, not many people uh, start out like you did to be on a hit movie like Hunger Games, which is which was <laughs> incredible. I mean. 
So tell me about what made you think, hey, you know, I want to sing. Well, you know, I've been in the entertainment industry since I was really young. Um, It was just kind of a thing to do. You know, once you, if you get into theater here, then you got an, you know, got an agent and everybody can sing. So um, I really started singing first because I was in um, musical theater. And uh, from here in North Carolina, you know, there's not a lot of places that go out and sing at, you know, for a 12-year-old girl to go sing at, you know, a bar or anything. But what we did was we did showcases here at, like, the community theater and um, at Western uh, Western shows. So I got to, uh, you know, sing. We did a, I did a show with Scotty McCreary. I did it with Clay Aiken. That's what we all grew up around here doing those shows. And then we just branched off. Okay, my wife is a huge fan of Scotty McCreary. Tell me about him. You know him pretty well? I know him um, okay. You know, we did a show a little bit ago. I've seen him at some events here and there. He always seems really, you know, down-home true. Uh, it's so funny because as we've grown up together, is that, like, you know, when we went to high school, like, our high schools were rivals, and now, you know, um, it's just funny. You know, we always grow up together somehow. Um, and then we see each other at events, and he just got married, so congratulations to that. Um, his wife seems really sweet, so I'm just really excited for him and everything that's happening for him. Dakota Hood is our guest. Uh actress and now country western artist right here on sold out sports talk uh dakota tell me tell me about um today um there's so many opportunities for young people that are talented uh to be role models is that important to you to be a role model it's so important to me and my biggest thing right now is that you need to stay true to yourself because in this day and age where social media plays such a huge role in my generation you know there's some times where i have to just take a break from social media and say hey i need to do some me time because you can see you, it, it's always comparing yourself to other people. It's always saying, oh, well, you know, this person's doing this or this person looks like this. Well, you know what? I was made like this. I'm happy in who I am and I love who I am and this is what I'm putting out to the world and, you know, if they like it, awesome. You know, and that's what you just have to realize is um, the generation of our age is that they just need to realize and stay true to themselves. Um, that's going to get you really far. How hard is that in Hollywood? Oh, yeah. It's all about who you surround yourself with um, and the positive vibes that you surround yourself with the people. That's what are going to get you through it. Because in Hollywood, in New York, even in Nashville a little bit, they're always going to be pushing you to be somebody else or somebody, you know, I want you to have this hair color. I want you to do this over there. And um, I got to the age of about 20, 19, 20, and I, and I said to myself, you know, I'm tired of, you know, this person calling me and saying they want me for this and they want me for that, but I have to change this about me. Um, and so, you know, it was a big adjustment to my agent in the acting world. But, uh, you know what I said? I said, listen, if you want me, you want me. Um, I'm going to stay true to myself. You only live one life. I want to have this hair color. I want to do this with my life. And if you guys fit into my mold, into my life, then that's great. And we want to do a party together, great. But I'm not changing for anything or anyone. And that's what everybody needs to realize is that this world is going to try to change you, but you got to stay true to yourself. You know, that's so true in anything you do. And, 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 you know, one of the things that we always talk to athletes about, because, you know, athletes have such a short window, uh, retirement for an athlete happens sometimes even in your mid-30s. I mean, if you're lucky, you might get to your late 30s or 40 years old, mm-hmm. uh, but you have the rest of your life ahead of you to figure out what you're going to do. But uh, in your realm, you know, when you start out and you do something as big as the Hunger Games, uh, it's got to be difficult sometimes for people to look at you and typecast you or look at you and say, you know, this is you know always celebrating what you did years ago as opposed to looking at what you're doing now. Exactly, and the thing is, you know, I will always give credit to, you know, the author, Suzanne Collins, and the uh, the 
casting director, you know, that was my first big break. Um, that, that cast is still like a big part of my life. We're still a huge family. Um, you know, I wouldn't be who I am today without what happened um, a couple years ago. But, you know, I'm, I'm moving forward and I've got this music coming out and that more movie projects that, I'm in, that are in the works. So I'm excited about that. So what is it about uh, singing in front of a live audience and playing in the theater in front of a live audience? You know, is it basically the same for you in terms of the way you approach it, or is it completely different? Yeah, so to me, it's, it's two different things. It depends on, like, what you're doing. So if I'm, if I'm being Dakota and I'm on a stage and I'm singing my songs and I'm being me, I'm so, um, I get a little nervous sometimes, but when I'm in, you know, when I'm in front of the TV or in front of a camera, um, I get to be somebody else. That's really cool for me because I get to dive into a different character and create another world. And it's a little bit, not easier, but more comfortable for me. Um, so getting up and being Dakota, you know, it's always, it's always hard to get up in front of people because you're always receptive of what their perception of you is going to be or what, you know, their judgment is going to be. But you know what? Lately, I've just been like, if you like me, awesome. If you want to come to my concert, great. Um, you know, it is what it is, so... Dakota Hood's with us. Front Page News is the single. You can get it on Spotify, iTunes. She's got an album coming out uh, later on this fall, maybe even some more music from that album coming out here in another month. So be looking for what D- Dakota Hood's doing out there with CNW. Now, one of the things I like about country western and about that genre, Dakota, and I've met uh, several of these people, is the thing about country western that really separates them from other music, I think, is um, they're a little more conservative, obviously, um, flag, military, family, God, all those things are things that are important to them, and they seem to really take it seriously about giving back to their community. Talk to me about that. Yeah, it's super important to me um, to stay true to, you know, what you believe. And um, God is really big for me. Um, my beliefs are really big, um, especially, you know, um, you know, just being just being what, what I was raised on here in North Carolina. Um, like you said, it is very conservative. Um, but it's really great uh, because I get to take that into my into my music, and we're a big family in Nashville. And um, though some of us have different beliefs, the great thing about that is there's no real judgment in Nashville. I mean, there is there's going to be a little bit here and there, but um, I always feel like I'm more nervous going to like L.A. or North Carolina or uh, New York, where I got to go to the Billboard Awards, where it's more genres of music mixed together. Where in Nashville, if I'm at the CMC Awards, it doesn't matter who you believe in, it doesn't matter. Who, you know, where you come from. We're a big family. We're celebrating who and uh, what you've done for the past year. Um, and that's the fun thing about Nashville and that. Uh, we're a big family. You know, we talk to young people a lot, uh, you know, sold out, you know, what we do. Uh, you know, we go into schools and we and we talk to kids about success and about, you know, how to be successful and about the things that you have to do in order to do that. And, you know, you've, you've experienced a lot of success at a young, young age. And, you know, one of the things that we always talk about is, is, you know, do we use our platform effectively? That that opportunity we have because of the people we know or because of the accomplishments we have or or the realm that we're in to impact other people. What what are some of your passions in terms of using this platform to impact others? Uh, one of my biggest things is, you know, in my life, I've been doing this since I was four and five years old. Um, I've heard the word know a lot. Um, and if you're going to be honestly, in anything that you do, you're going to hear no a thousand times to the one time you hear that yes. Um, and if you just stay true to who you are and stay, um, you know, and you love what you're doing, 
those no's become a lot easier to handle. Uh, because what I, you know, and I know a lot of people say this, but I really say, I, I stick to this, the fact that if you don't love what you're doing, then why are you doing it? So um, that's my, my platform is just staying true to who you are, love what you're doing. You're going to hear no's, but you know what? There's, there's people out there that love you. Um, there's people out there that love who you are and your uniqueness and that they're going to let that drive and they're going to showcase that. Last minute with Dakota Hood here on Sold Out Sports Talk. So, Dakota, what are some of the causes and things that you have passion for? Yeah, so um, a couple of things. I do a lot with the Children's Hospital here in North Carolina. That's a really big passion of mine for uh, working for the children. We've donated a lot. We've done a lot of uh, raising money and a lot of benefits and stuff like that. Um, Also, a couple of years ago, my uh, grandmother died of um, dementia. So I'm really big with the Alzheimer's and Dementia Foundation. Um, I go around and I sing for them at certain events. That's really big for me, as well as um, you know the uh, the animals and animal rescues. I'm really big with those. So um, I always say, you know, I did a lot in my lifetime, but I, I got to give back as much as I possibly can. Dakota Hood with us on Sold Out Sports Talk. And Dakota, it's been a real pleasure visiting with you. We're going to look forward to looking not only at front page news, your single on Spotify and iTunes, get it out there, and your new album coming. And I hope when you get your new album coming, you'll come back in and see us. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Sold Out Sports Talk with Roman Gabriel III. Our podcasts are available at AFR.net. You can follow Roman on his official website, soldouttv.com, and on Facebook at Roman Gabriel III. We'll catch you next time on Sold Out Sports Talk, your source for faith, family, and sports.